Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting family. This is Sammy and Michelle. And it is a lovely Tuesday. You are listening to the 21st episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are going to be talking about tracking your time. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. We did have an interesting experience with our dad last week. See, we have these birds that have built their nest on top of our apartment. And so our dad has been giving us updates on how they're doing when they broke free, as they were growing. So he's definitely gotten attached to these birds. Much to Sammy's chagrin. Chagrin indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bird fear, which if you know me, I just want everyone to know it is improving. But when I was little, like five years old, my parents gave me this baby bird to hold. And then the mama bird came and attacked me. She bit me in the nose with her beak. It was overall a very traumatic experience. So yeah, you could say I'm not the biggest bird fan. And then Bird Woman was born. (laughs) So yeah, Sammy's not that thrilled about it. But our dad last week came inside after checking on his birds. And he told us this beautiful story where he said the birds were waiting for him. They've been ready to fly out of the nest. And when they saw him, they could finally say goodbye and fly to their independence. That was how he interpreted that. And he said from that moment on, they flew away forever. Yeah, and our dad was like really excited to tell us a story. And he was like, I was sad, but I was also happy because the birds were grown up and ready to leave the nest. As you may or may not know, Michelle and I have been living at home. (laughs) So we could not help but take this a bit personal. It did feel like a personal attack. Two of his own birdies have come back to the nest. And maybe these birds are trying to save up and build generational wealth. Okay, maybe it's not all about leaving the nest for no reason. Maybe it's nice to spend time with their bird parents, okay, after being away during a pandemic. Bird parents have to go to doctor's appointments. Bird parents need their glucose checked. (laughs) Yeah, so that was our allegory of the nest last week. And then last week, we also were tracking our time, which is what we're talking about on this week's episode of Status Post Adulting. That's right, Michelle. Time, like money and energy, is one of our limited resources. As you know, we love tracking our spending, but also we love tracking our time. This is something that I recently got into, and I believe Michelle has gotten into over the last few months as well. Absolutely, Sammy. We use an app called Now Then Tracking. It's been really nice because you can set up a few categories and then click, 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 switch it every time you start doing something different. Not just that. You can choose colors for each of the categories that you choose. I like to group certain things in certain colors. For example, bad things I like to make red, like texting, being awake in bed without getting out of bed, things like that. Good things I make in purple, like meditation, exercise. And then when I look at my chart for the week, I can quickly see, was I staying on task or not? 
Yes, if you are type A like Sammy, you are able to color cord your activities. If you prefer to have things be easy, one of the things I like is that it constantly runs and I don't have to do that much to be able to quickly track what I'm doing. Some other tracking resources are Toggle, a web browser slash app, which is great for really specific activities. Like I use it to time my work activities, like how long does it take me to call the pharmacy and have them answer. Another tracking thing that I use is just a notebook where I can write down things easily. The reason Sammy and I wanted to talk about tracking your time this week and the reason we pick this up as a habit is because, like Sammy said, time is a non-renewable resource. And so it's one of the things that if you're not using your time with intention, you may be in a situation where you're not living in the present moment or you're not doing things to set yourself up for success and happiness in the future. And so we figured, why not run a little exercise, be diligent about tracking our time this week, and then take a look at what we found. We definitely encourage all of you to take a couple weeks and track your time as well. So the great thing about tracking your time is you really, really get to see what the heck are you up to. We can guess, and maybe we're somewhat on the mark about it, but the truth is we are often doing things that we don't acknowledge. Sounds so salacious, Sammy. That wasn't meant to be salacious. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true, Sammy. Anytime you're tracking anything, there can definitely be a difference between what you're actually doing and what you think you're doing. Sammy, was there any revelations for you this week? Many revelations. I don't want to call it the New Testament, but yeah, (laughs) I learned a lot. (laughs) Speaking of being in the devil's inferno, Sammy and I are recording with the window closed upstairs and it is hot (laughs) as heck right now. But I digress. Sammy? Thank you, Michelle. Yes, we are sweating. (laughs) (laughs) One of the big revelations that I had was... How things that I think take a lot of time don't actually take a lot of time. For example, getting ready for my run. In my head, that always takes 20 minutes. And it definitely takes less than 10 minutes. Another thing is making my eggs in the morning. I'm always like, uh, maybe I'll just eat a little piece of bread or something because eggs take so long. And it does not take me long to make these eggs at all. 15 minutes max. I feel the same way, Sammy. I have the same problem with food. Whenever it's lunchtime, I would put off eating because I'm like, Ugh, I have to go downstairs and make my food. And once I started tracking my time, I realized literally from warming my food to eating it, it takes all of 15 minutes. So now I'm much better about telling myself, just go do it. It'll only take you 15 minutes and you're not going to be a hungry zombie later. Showering is the other thing. I realize that I think I spend a lot of time in the shower, but the truth is I spend a lot of time after the shower. So that was a good thing for me to recognize too. Michelle's obsessed with lotioning her body. I'm sorry, okay? I have very smooth skin that I don't want to be ashy. And I don't think that you would lose out if you lotioned (laughs) a little bit more. I have been having a little ashy spot on my ankle, which I cannot get rid of. I also have not tried because I have not been lotioning, as you would point out. But you were exactly right, Michelle. Just knowing that these activities actually don't take a long time gets rid of that dilly-dallying period that I have before doing the activities where I'm like, oh, do I do this or do I just go straight to doing whatever productive thing I was planning to do today? It's like, no, make the eggs, go on your run. It's just a reminder that these things don't take a long time. Yeah, you take more time fussing about it than you do actually doing the activity itself. For me, this week in particular, another thing I noticed I stayed up late at the beginning of the week because I was reading a book and I just decided I was going to read it all that night. 
And it's probably the latest I've stayed up in a few months. And oh my gosh, I was so tired this week. My calendar is literally like nap, 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 nap. Stay up all night because I can't sleep again. Nap, 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 nap. And honestly, that reminded me that even though I am a night person, it ruins my whole week when I don't get enough sleep. And so it's worth it to not compromise it one day for something enjoyable. And it's better just to be consistent with my sleeping routine. So that's definitely an adjustment I'm going to make because I did a lot of day sleeping this week. That's so true, Michelle. Sleep is so important and it's super important that you keep it regular, especially wake times. One thing I noticed is when I start to fall off track, for example, this week I was at work and I was getting behind on my patients. And then I found that because I was getting behind on my patients, for some reason, I wasn't using that extra time to chart on my previous patients. Then I got in my car, I went home, I was texting, and I came home, I ate Ritz crackers right before I was planning to brush my teeth, and I went to bed late. It was like a when it rains it pours scenario. And this made me realize that whenever I start to fall off track, I have this tendency of just letting the crap hit the fan. That made me realize whenever I notice that I'm falling off track, do something that helps get me back in my productive mode. Either doing work like charting or listening to an audiobook, exercising, meditation, all of those things kind of get me back in the zone. That's so true, Sammy. I can have a bad morning and then call the whole day off, which is not a great use of your time because there are definitely a lot of moments in your day where you're, something can happen and puts you off that mood. And if you just remind yourself like, okay, hey, that happened. I got distracted or I got behind and then you get back to it. It's so much better. Speaking of getting distracted, I also realized that there are so many little things that will distract me. I'll open up my phone to do something like to text someone or to listen to an audiobook or something and I'll put that on my timer but then what'll happen is I'll actually have spent all this time on say YouTube. I realized is that I'll have a lot of times the right intention to do something but then I click really quick and do a good search and I see what's trending and then the next thing I know I've lost like 30 minutes. One thing that I learned for myself is that when I almost have to be like very focused when I go to do an activity on my phone and also that there are certain small things like literally Google trending searches that will knock 45 minutes out of my day if I'm not careful. And I think those like little things are the best things to catch because they're also like not actually that fulfilling. I don't really need to know the trending news of the day. It's never anything too crazy. I agree, Michelle. I had to remove that whole Google recommended articles for you because that was a rabbit hole I did not need to travel down. For me, a big thing is when I'm talking to either you or my family members, I can be talking to you and then maybe I'm next thing you know, I end up on the internet or Facebook or just on my phone looking at my old photos. I don't know why I spent so much time doing that. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I love looking at my old photos. Me too. It's like now that I don't have Instagram, I'm like, let's just be honest. All I really wanted to do is look at old pictures of my life. Unfortunately, a lot of things I do, I just take 20 of the same photos. So you kind of have to like go through a lot. That is a problem you have. <laughs> but yeah, tracking my time helps me realize when I'm doing those things. Like you were eating and then eating turned into talking to the family for an hour. And of course, those are things I like to do. But instead of just randomly letting myself fall into hours of talking or hours of like mindlessly not paying attention to what I'm doing, 
it's better to like set aside time to be with my parents or be with my sister rather than just let that happen. That's true, Sammy. And what I noticed too is because you can't really mark multitasking, which is like is a downside of the Now Then app. But it's interesting because I sometimes have to think, okay, you know, I'm listening to a podcast and doing my laundry. I'm talking to Sammy. And wait, I don't also want to be on the phone because that's multitasking that's like negative in my mind. It really makes you take a second to be like, what am I really doing right now? Like, what do I count this activity as? which I think is important because it helps me commit to what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'll be half doing many things. And I mean, honestly, I'm not the best multitasker. So for me, I don't think there's anything wrong with multitasking necessarily, but there are certain tasks that are good to pair together, like listening to a podcast and doing my laundry, and some that are not good to pair together, like talking to my sister and checking my email. That's a really good point, Michelle. When you're time tracking, you really do have to be mindful of what activities you're doing together. And you have to choose one. Or at least you do on the Now Then time tracking app. Another realization I had this week was I spend a lot of time being particular. I like being particular. Don't get me wrong. That's me. But when I get to work... Not even necessarily for cleanliness reasons, but just for like liking everything to look neat reasons. You know, I always wipe down my desk and like reorganize all the things on my desk so that they look neat and make sure I have all my things that I want on my desk as well. But I do this like anew every single day and that can be time consuming. So this week I just made a list of all the things that I like to have on my desk and like to do to my desk before I sit in it. So that way it's not a process where I'm having to think up all the different little things that I want. Instead, it's a list and I can just check, 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 check. Which, who doesn't like checkboxing? Even if people aren't as checkboxy as you, Sammy, I do think that is good advice. Like there are certain things we do do, say every single day, that we can almost automate it or make it easier for us. Because if we just admit that we're doing that every single day, we can plan ahead for it and be consistent. I completely agree with that, Michelle. And another revelation I had this week was there are just some tasks that help me feel more focused and give me more energy. And then there's other tasks that get me more distracted, more scatterbrained. For example, texting or surfing the web, that can make me pretty scatterbrained. Or even listening to the radio on the way home, that can make me scatterbrained. Versus listening to a podcast or an audiobook, meditation, exercising, those things make me more focused. And like I mentioned before, I color code them, red being things that make me scatterbrained, purple being things that make me more focused. And sometimes when I'm feeling like I don't know what to do next, I go to the purple category and I'm like, okay, do one of these things. So the takeaway is pretty straightforward this week. Sammy and I learned a lot about how we spend our time just by doing some easy time tracking. And it's really helpful from there to find ways to make small improvements so that you're living a more meaningful day. Yes, Michelle. We really can't emphasize this enough. Everybody's going to get a different takeaway from tracking their time, but it is so important. In fact, it is so important that I want to commit to doing it for the whole month. I had so much fun and I found it so useful and probably such a game changer as far as how my life is going to be lived that I think it's something that I will continue to do regularly. It's definitely really helpful, Sammy, and we encourage you to do the same. If you track your time for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it is, we would love to hear about how it goes and what some of your own personal takeaways were. Send us an email, statuspostadulting at gmail.com, or you can even just send us a message on Instagram at statuspostadulting. 
We would love to hear from you. And if you've been listening to our podcast and enjoying it, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get our name out there, and we love seeing that you guys are enjoying the podcast. We really do love reading the reviews, and we love to hear that you're enjoying it, that you've recommended it to friends. So if you are enjoying Status Post Adulting and you think there's someone you know that would enjoy listening and joining us every Tuesday, we would love for you to share it as well. Someone you know that needs to track their time, just give them a little nudge. Maybe your friend said this to you in a passive-aggressive way. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rulebook and rethink the status quo. Bye!